nerds! Welcome to another episode of the Bandwagon Fan Show. We talk about all things pop culture, what we're into now, what we might not be into now. I'm your host with the most, AJ. I'm just Josh. <laughs> Josh with the with the posh. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> uh, Josh, uh, how was your Valentine's Day, man? Um, it was all right. Wendy was sick, so we uh, uh, are going to re. We have a, a rain check. Okay, that. rain check. Rain we'll check. Do, Valentine's. We'll do something special. And so that's often a, a good plan because uh, going out to eat uh, for dinner on Valentine's Day is like really Probably going to the zoo, man. Yeah, it's really really chaotic because um, like one of the things you know for those who may not know, I recently moved to Texas uh, about two years ago. And um, one of the things that's different about being here in Texas is you can't just go out to eat at a restaurant. Like we're, we're from, you know, I'm from Chicago. Josh is from Chicago, an area. Uh, you can just go to a restaurant. And if you don't have a reservation, it's normally fine. Even on Valentine's Day, it's normally fine. You could just go pop in and uh, you'll have to wait maybe an hour or so. But hey, that's that's just the, that's part of the date night. Right here in Texas, you cannot get anywhere without a reservation like if you don't have a reservation they're they're just booked for the rest of the night and so that's been a real like culture shock for me uh having to be responsible and make reservations ahead of time (laughs) nice nice (laughs) because uh yeah you know valentine's day it requires planning man it requires a lot of planning requires a lot of forethought um and i guess that's probably what what DC slash Warner Brothers had in mind here when they they just re- secretly released this episode, I guess you can call it, of the Harley Quinn show. Yeah, I I, I did not know it was part of. It's technically part of season three. Right. So I was looking for it. I was like, where is this thing? And it's like, oh, it's part of season three. Yeah, it's part of season three. Um, which and I let's. I, uh, I, was I guess that say, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What were you were saying like, you know, Valentine's Day, especially in, in down in Texas, requires planning and some intentionality. And the whoever wrote on this special um, was very intentional and did a lot of planning on this. A lot of planning. That's that's one way to look at it. Um, yeah, let's let's kind of get into it. So just just, I guess, uh, cards on the table here. Uh, this is not for uh this episode won't be for children. This is this is not safe for work. Uh, this episode was 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 hilariously raunchy to say the least. So, uh, just full disclaimer that makes yeah. you queasy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, and it comes from a very not safe for work show. It's yes, the Harley Quinn animated series is. I, I guess I, if I compare it to anything, I don't know if Rick and Morty would be fair. Where it's just like this pure chaos, but with tender-hearted moments that make you think. Yeah, I. I kind of just look at it as it literally its own thing. I think it's unique enough to be branded as its own thing. Um, right. But like if I, you were to explain it to someone who like has. Yeah. I would just explain it as Harley Quinn has a TV show. I think that should justify the chaotic. The she chaotic has a TV picture. show that, that, that treats her how she should be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. So the, this, the, the TV show, it's a Elseworlds DC, DC universe that, um, focuses on Harley Quinn in a post-Joker existence. And if, if you've watched the show or if you haven't, uh, Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn are a couple, just as they are in the comics, on and off again. Right now, they're together. And this this 
Valentine's Day special is about Valentine's Day in Gotham City. And the episode, it, th- throughout the episode, you get these little couples interviews sprinkled throughout. So you start out with Superman and Lois Lane, you know, iconic couple from DC. Um, and, and then it, it carries on over to the, the main meat of the episode where Harley Quinn is excited for Valentine's Day and Poison Ivy very much is not. And throughout this whole episode, throughout the whole show, you really, you always see like the, that dynamic that they have where Harley's like super like outgoing, go-getter, excited, enthusiastic. Poison Ivy is more like a, a homebody, like wants to read a book, drink some wine, hates people. And like there's a balance there, and obviously for comedic effect, it's like outrageous, like the polar opposites that they are. Yeah. And eventually, uh, Harley convinces Ivy to go out, and they're gonna go to Mama Macaroni, which is <laughs> Ivy's favorite restaurant uh, for like a, a low key Valentine's Day. Is that a jab dinner. at uh, Olive Garden? I don't know. Is that or, is, I've, you know I, what I mean? I, I don't know why it makes me think of like Buca de Beppo. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I only say Olive Garden because it's like, isn't that like the joke about Olive Garden that it's not real Italian food? It's just like uh, no, yeah. a, a, a play on Italian food. So I, that's what I assumed that's what it was jabbing, but maybe I'm wrong. I, and, I now that, wrong. and now that you say that, I'm pretty sure they reference like endless breadsticks or something. Yeah, that, that's why I was wondering. I'm like, is this some weird jab at right. Olive Garden that I don't I get? Right. <laughs> this, this show will pick on everybody and anybody, so that that doesn't surprise me. No, Nobody's yes. off limits on this right. show. Right. Um, yeah. So they, they go to the restaurant and they're, you know, they're having a good time and they have this appetizer that Ivy absolutely just loves. And she's like, this is amazing. I love this. And then I know where these gangsters bust in, start shooting up the place and they steal the recipe. And then Harl Ivy, Har- Harley Quinn and Ivy, Harley have, Quinn to go, Ivy yeah. have to go chase down the gangsters to get the recipe back because Ivy's like, we can't let this, you know, fall into the wrong hands. It's, it's too good. It's too pure. Um, and then Ivy kind of figures out Harley set this whole thing up as like this elaborate Valentine's Day gift, um, which is which was pretty funny because she yeah. definitely murdered the like a CEO equivalent of like the CEO of BP as as part of this <laughs> elaborate hoax. It's it's really funny. It's pretty funny. Oh, multiple people die in this. Yeah, multiple people die. Yeah, yeah. And, and mind you, like this was just like a a little like fun thing Harley planned for date night for Ivy. Yeah. So again, that, that's like the kind of show this is, but also it's like the kind of person Harley is where she loves Ivy and she will like do literally whatever to showcase her love. And a few people might die, but that's okay. Yeah. I, and I think that that's, that's a common theme with the, this season at least where, you know, they're trying to figure out how they work as a couple and, they're just so extremely different. You know, the Harley is this, you know, it's also kind of funny too. I I think it's a testament of like good writing is that like this whole show is predicated on the idea that Harley, who used to be a, a psychiatrist, right. Uh, Psychiatrist um, let her compulsive obsession drive her to be a uh, obsessive person. And so you can still see that that growth of that character arc is still not complete because she's still obsessive. She's just obsessive over a less toxic person, if, th- if that makes any sense. Like, like I, I always just find that funny. I don't know. Maybe that's the joke the show is trying to make that, like, 
that's her problem that she 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 leans in too hard to the things she wants to do but that's still present that's still prevalent here right and and like i don't know if they've ever explicitly said this but like she she has histrionic personality disorder so it's like she like has like these unstable mental like these unstable emotions and like this need for attention by like doing crazy things but it's also balanced by the fact that like she also does these crazy things just because like she wants to for other people as well um and I, like something that's just really interesting you were you were saying like it's it's a testament to the writing is yeah like they're very different people they're very much in love they very much balance each other out but they very much have to work at it. And like, you're married. So I was like, I'm curious, like what you think about like that portrayal of like different personalities and the dynamics that that, you know, creates. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's super realistic. I think some people do end up with someone or they think they end up with someone who they think matches every single thing that they want out of a partner. And so we'll use in this context, Harley and uh, the Joker as this idea of these two incredibly unhinged people just end up being unhinged. You know what I mean? There's no stability. Um, So I think that their relationship is practical. It's realistic because, you know, they they both try to bring out the best in the other person. Right. Um, Harley just wants Ivy to relax because she is very wound up, uh, you know, I guess. That's that's what being a, a a psychopath botanist does to you. And uh, Ivy, on the other hand, is a is a realist. She's she's very practical. She's a scientist, right? So she's very analytical. She's very logic thinking, right? And so those two things clash a lot. But at the same time, they're learning. You know, and that's that's kind of why that works. Yeah. Well, and actually, they're. I mean, they're both scientists. Like they both have that background. Sure. Yeah. But like. Yeah, it's just it's like the the personality difference of Harley's like, let's go out on the town. Let's do everything that we want. And then, again, like I said earlier, like I was just like, I just want to like watch Netflix and like drink some wine. Yeah. And and it's funny, but like in a weird way, like watching this, like it's very much like it's the same dynamic that Wendy and I have where she's like, the world is full of endless possibilities. Let's go have fun. And like, let's just, you know, hang out and chill. Yeah, no, that, that's that's me and that's me and my wife. And I, yeah, she's outgoing. I'm, I'm like, I hate people. I don't really hate people. No, but you know. I know what you mean. No, that that's me and my wife. Uh, I'm very <laughs> outgoing. My wife is very reserved to herself, but at the same time, you know, that's that's part of a relationship. You know, you're yeah. probably not going to be with someone who wants to do every single thing you want to do. And if they did, there's a very high probability that like more conflict comes out of that. You don't grow. Yeah. You don't grow yeah. in that space. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, but yeah, like these these two opposing forces, like you put them together and, and you get fireworks, literally. Yeah, literally. Um, they, they, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is the first appearance of him in the show, but they they uh, plug my boy Etrigan. Yeah, I feel like he was in a previous episode, but I can't remember. But okay. I feel like he was there, but I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. I don't know. Uh, yeah. It was funny. Uh, Etrigan, he, he's a uh, demon from hell that is bound to a human, and he was bound... Um, I think by Merlin or something. But anyways, but he's a good guy. And he like uses his like hellfire powers to create fireworks as like the 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 capstone to Harley's little <laughs> date night thing. Surprise. Yeah. 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 Um yeah, so so you know that 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 ends. They they finish up the date and Ivy's like, oh like like it was great, which triggers Harley. She's like, what do you mean great? Yeah. Uh, and, and we get a lot of flip flopping in this episode between different scenes, like 
you, you could be like, meanwhile, there's like a B the plot. Times. There's a yeah. There's a B plot. There's like a, a B through plot. B plot, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you brought up before. There's like these like funny little like interviews between uh, DC characters that are clearly portraying real people, which is always funny. Um, I I think I could be wrong. I think it's like. I think it was like mirroring like like when Harry met Sally. I think doesn't that movie have like interviews with like couples? Oh, um, you know what I mean. Yeah, I haven't seen uh, that movie in a minute. I, I it that might not be the right movie, but I want to say that might be the movie that has like interviews. I mean, we've seen that okay. in different mediums, yeah. you know. But it's like these interviews between the actual, you know, episode was funny. Um, you know, the B plot is also pretty funny. Clayface uh, is going on a Tinder date. And, you know, he's kind of bemoaning how or he, I should say it, he's he's excited. He's excited for his Tinder date. You know, he's excited to to meet this this guy and uh, ends up in, in 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 a traumatic state where Captain Boomerang is his date. But then or no, actually, Captain Boomerang is not his date. It mugs him right in the alley. Right. And I then think Captain Boomerang um, what, catfished him. Catfished him. Because yes, that's what it was. I, earlier, yeah. Ivy's like it's clearly not who you think it is. Like if you get murdered, like I'm not going to come get you. Yes. And yeah. Captain Boomerang shows up, mugs him and like chops him in half. In chops him in half. Yeah. Yeah. Chops him in half. And so, uh, the whole episode, he's like debating whether to be in a relationship with his ass, which is basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love that part when they're about to it's... kiss. He's like, we can't mix genres. <laughs> well, and like, it's a very layered joke because he's the top. And then that's the, the bottom. other parts of the bottom. And yes. they, they like, yes. I'm surprised they didn't like go deeper into that joke. Ha ha ha. But they didn't. Uh, but yeah, so that, that's, that's one of the other subplots we got going on in this, in this uh, story of, of love. <laughs> we also got Bane who throughout the episode, like the first part of the episode, he's, just, he's, Bane's always sad. Like he's, yes. he's like this big scary guy, but he's always sad. No one takes him seriously. Everyone picks on him and he's going to be alone. And he ends up running into a dominatrix who <laughs> her name's Betty, and she's she thinks that he is also what is I don't a dominatrix. Well, a, a male equivalent of a dominatrix because yeah, he's, he's dressed in all that. he's dressed in all leather. And he wears you know like, the, I mean? like a, looks like a gimp mask and all yeah, that. Yeah, gimp mask, everything. So she just assumes he's there. He was also hired by the by the by the guy. Who's, yeah, who's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, "Hey, like, let's go. Let's go to my client." And he's like, "Oh, okay, sure." And it's it's apparent like he he likes her. Like he's like, "Oh, like sure, I'll go with you." Um, and then we go Which, back. To her. By the way, he's not very aware that that she's a dominatrix. By the way, like oh, he's he, like he's very oblivious yeah. to the fact that like what is happening. He just thinks. In fact, I don't think he ever puts it together what he's doing, but he's participating. I don't, I don't yeah. think so either. And like, I yeah. feel like that's a, an angle they took on the show because in, in the comics, Bane's like scary smart. Like he yeah. figures out who Batman is and like just destroys him. Yeah. Beyond what you saw in the Chris Nolan movie, Bane's very smart. Yeah. Uh, whereas in this, he's like in in this show, he's so dumb. He's where it's like very it's dumb. like yeah. cute and like you feel bad for him right. how dumb he is. Right. Um, meanwhile, Harley is triggered by ivy saying oh it was great and to her she's like well great is great's like saying fine to, to yeah. harley and so her crazy mind comes up with i'm gonna go steal wonder woman's lasso she dresses up as an as an amazon as an amazonian got, yeah. like, a, a cameo of queen hippolyta for 40 <laughs> bucks and like tricks, <laughs> tricks wonder woman to take it off and you know sna snags the lasso and then uses it on ivy who then confesses that 
that date tonight's date is in her top three. Dang. Yeah. Oh, sure. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, 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 uh, Harley off because of her obsession. So she goes to Etrian, uh, is it Etrian? Etrigan? Etrigan. Yeah. Etrian. Yeah. He goes to his shop and he has this like, like, I don't know, the shop of horrors. Um, if anyone's seen that Rick and Morty episode where the devil opened up a shop and kept selling people items that were like monkey paw items, um it's it's based on like uh like a, something like a this book. something yeah. wicked this way comes yeah something like wicked that. this way comes yeah it's it's based off a book uh that i think has just been folded into folklore so we see it in different forms in in media over the past x amount of years but yeah it's uh, he owns this shop and it's that same kind of concept that like he's gonna give you what you asked for but there's some type of monkey paw that comes with it yeah, and so the, uh, she go. She gets a, a love potion. Um, she uses it on Ivy, and then Ivy has this like post-sex magically infused pheromone release. Yes, that as she orgasms. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and yes, yes, listener, dear listener, I, I I'm skipping over the details, but like like you you uh you get to see as much as HBO would allow the creators. <laughs> Like when they're going no, at it, yeah, there's these, there's these vines everywhere. As much as yes, DC, you're yes, right. It was a hundred percent DC that did not let, let them me, do that. Let me rewind because yes. this is the same DC that would not allow a joke about Batman going down a Catwoman in this show. Correct. Yes. I'm still mad about that, and I forgot so about it. Thanks for reminding me. Now I'm mad again. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they like have like all these vines and flowers like covering up all their naughty bits. You can't see it. It's like, dude, we're on HBO and this is this is not a kid show. Like, whatever, whatever. It's definitely a DC thing, but I get it. I understand. They don't want you know the internet goes crazy. So. Yeah. So yeah. Ivy's pheromones get released, like literally released <laughs> uh, uh, across the city. She pollinates the city. She, yes, literally, she literally, literally pollinates. pollinates the city. Yes. And at this point, I was like, what is happening? I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. But you were like, dude, like, it's it's going to be nuts. I warned like, you're you. You're not ready yeah. for it. Yeah, I and warned like, you. They, 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 they colored outside the lines on this one 100%. It's pretty and the, funny. The pheromones, usually it makes people fall in love with Ivy and, like, she they do whatever she wants. Right. In this case, with the magic, it just makes everybody super horny. So, like, everybody's well, having sex. To like, get everywhere. better context, the potion, the potion makes whoever... It was a kiss. Was that the activation? Yeah, anyone you touch, anyone like, you touch. Make, yeah. Yes. So essentially, because the magic, quote unquote, isn't worn off, her pheromones do have the same effect to everyone in the town. That the first person they, I think it's either see or touch, and I'll we'll explain why later. But the first person they essentially make contact to, it just makes everyone like super duper horny. To yeah. the point where it's like kind of chaotic, like riot level chaotic. Yeah. Yes. It's basically just like a citywide. It's orgy. not an orgy. It's not really an orgy because like everyone's just like doing their own. Like it's a couple. Fair enough. Yeah. It's so, just. Like, I, I don't know what to call it. It's <laughs> madness, chaos. Yeah. Um, and, and like, and it's affecting everybody else in, the, in these subplots as well. Uh, Clayface, we were talking about the top and the bottom thing. <laughs> like he's basically has fallen in love with his bottom. They get hit by the pheromones. And like if they touch, like they'll rejoin. So they're right. like they want each other, but they can't touch. So they're like they're edging. He's yeah. edging himself in the worst yeah. way possible. Yeah. Oh, and, Jesus. And, and then and then <laughs> and then Bane 
Betty invites so so Bane and Betty they're doing the whole dominatrix thing they're humiliating this guy and they're they're making <laughs> fun of like how the guy's penis like how small it it's is it's really tiny and then yeah. Bane gets like super self conscious and then he and then you find out it's because like the venom makes him big yeah but not every part of him is big well if for the for a layered context that's what steroids does yes. steroids makes your muscles huge and shrinks your pee pee. So yeah, that's that's the joke. So he's self conscious, and then Betty invites him to her place afterwards. So he's like, "Yeah, sure." So then he goes to Etrigan's place to get to get some of that special blue pill magic stuff, and he uses it on himself. And then he starts to have this burning sensation, to which he looks at the bottle and says, "Do not use if you are on HGH." Bane turns into a literal giant. Which again, steroid joke. So yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> pretty mean, funny. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Clayface and his bottom go back to their place, and they're like in these bubble boy bubble type of things. <laughs> yes, and they're like running into each other, like these hamster wheel. Yes, because they're like, yeah, they're like straw cross star cross lovers. They like know they can't be together. Right. And so the bottom's like, you know what? I just I gotta go. Like it's for the it's for it's for our, our you know our own betterment. So he leaves. Uh Clayface, it's this running joke that he has these tickets to a, a Brett Goldstein right. poetry reading. So sure, from this, Ted Lasso. The, Ted Lasso. Uh, yeah. Uh, Roy Kent. Roy Kent from Ted Lasso, yeah. Um Did he it, actually voice that by the way? Yes, he did. Oh, cool. Spoiler. That's cool. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. He, he, actually, he, he uh, does. He is in this episode and that makes me love this even more. That's so cool. And like they, they make a, they make fun of like his accolades. Like he, he does act. He he writes too. Like he yeah. wrote Ted Lasso. He was on the writing team. Like, yeah, very, he's very talented. Um, But yeah, so uh, and Clayface, uh, the Clayface top decides he's going to go because the tickets are non-refundable. And then. <laughs> While 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 this is all going down, everything is just going crazy in Gotham. Harl Ivy, they're like, you know what? We got to stop Bane because he's gigantic and he's going around humping skyscrapers everywhere. I don't know if you explained why. The yeah, he got hit by the pheromones. And because he's so large, he absorbed more pheromones than anybody else. So he's <laughs> super duper just, he's revving and ready to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and he's yeah. literally destroying buildings because of this. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Um, he, they, 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 they stop him and then he overpowers them and because he sees the, the Brett Goldstein ad and he's like, Oh, I want that. So he gets up, grabs the sign and like smashes against the mom macaroni building and basically humps it into rubble. He, 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 yes, he, that's the only way to really describe this, uh, in an auditory meeting. <laughs> I can't do it justice, nor do I really want to, to be honest. Nor, nor does anyone really want this to. Episode, I was like, what is, why, why is this happening? You know, you know, what's funny too, because when I was watching this, my wife came in, she's like, what oh my is, God. my wife was like, what is happening? I'm like, I can't even explain. I was like, I really can't, I really can't explain oh, why this giant man. is uh, making love to a building like that, that just wouldn't. And like, yeah. again, with like what we can assume allegedly, <laughs> hypothetically, don't sue us, DC censorship would be you see a shadow of Bane's rather large member throughout Correct. different yes. scenes. Yeah, throughout those scenes. And like, yeah, like again, the, the animated series of Harley Quinn's Pure Chaos, this one goes like to an 11. 
Yeah. And this is why I, I wanted Kate to be on this episode because I wanted somebody who has no idea what they're getting into to have seen I, this. I low key think she would have hated this. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> but and uh, funny enough, she's uh, at a bachelorette party, so it's. Oh, uh, there you go. Weekend, so, so yeah, it might have been a fitting fitting uh, yeah, setting then. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So yeah, Bane destroys Mama Macaroni, and again, this is this is like the uh, testament to the show's writing because then you get like this little pause of like the the chaos and toilet humor you get like this very real relationship moment where ivy is reasonably upset right because of harley's antics recklessness yeah like her favorite restaurant which is terrible but it's still her favorite just got destroyed and all she wanted was a a, a quiet night in to uh harley's defense there is one they opened up uptown that was a but joke it's, it's not, not, <laughs> it's the, not same. the same. <laughs> I love that though. That's yeah. such a relational. That's such a relational thing to be like. But there's another one outside, you know, like totally ignoring what the yeah. other person's saying. It's, yeah. That's just funny. That's but just it's funny. not the same. Um, yeah. So yeah, everything is just going down the toilet at, at this point. The Brett Goldstein show starts. He's reading poetry. Takes off his shirt. He's polishing his Emmy in a very seductive, <laughs> suggestive way. And it is indeed Brett Goldstein voicing himself. So, like, they're not just, you know, poking fun at him. Like, he's he's in on the joke, too, which makes it even funnier. It makes it even funnier, yeah. Um, Bane, Bane interrupts the show. Gigantic, horny Bane. And in the ensuing chaos, accidentally merges the, the clay face bit, tops and bottom. And... Um, Harl Ivy managed to figure out like how they're gonna stop Bane by like using the dating app to like figure out what his turn offs are. Right. So that yes. he stops his rampage. Something something set up in the very beginning of the uh of the episode. Yeah. Um yeah. It's just chaos. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, they they managed to stop him. Um I I, I also forgot like they they I forgot to like go more into the fact that Harley and Ivy like they have a very real argument about Harley not respecting Ivy's like wishes and boundaries, which is like a very important aspect of relationship. Like, sure, you want to like do grand gestures, but like understand boundaries and like what the person really wants. You know what it reminded me a lot of? Uh, I don't know how much you know about it, but that was, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith she had uh or i don't know if she still has it but she had a show that she would do on facebook called the red table talk i believe okay and she invited will smith you know they do this they they did the filming in their own home and oh, will, wow. will normally like escorts the guests in and then he leaves and whatever the episode is and i think one time they had it in there I'm bringing all that up because uh if i believe it was red table talk where jada basically was unloading a moment in their relationship that she was really mad at Will about um, essentially for her like 40th birthday or something like that, Will planned this whole big birthday thing, like famous people, like you name it, he did it. And she was just like, this is a testament to your ego or something like that afterwards. And that how she, how much she hated it. And it was nothing that she wanted. And she just, and years later clearly still annoyed about that right i mean that's that's a real sentiment to feel that that like when you when you're not being seen by your partner it it could feel like 
you could feel lonely if that makes any sense. And I think that's what uh, Ivy was trying to explain to Har- Harley. You know what I mean? That like, you know, I, this is all I wanted. I just wanted something as simple as humanly possible. And when you do these extremes, you kind of make it about yourself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, but and like, I can see both sides of it too. Yeah. Because like, I totally can get like wanting to do certain things. Yeah. And like to you, you're like, oh, this is amazing. They're going to love this. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I did good on this. But at the end of the day, it's like not what your partner wants. Mm. I mean, I'm guilty of this. Like I've done yeah. this. Yeah. It, it, so it's hard and like yeah. overcompensating. Y- yeah. Like and like or or just like this is the way like you might want something. Yeah. It's not the way your partner wants it. Right. And like and it's something like throughout throughout the season, like Harley doesn't understand that. She's learning. Let's give her and, credit. And she started. She's yeah. Learning. Yeah. yeah like you, you see growth. Um. Wait. Mm-hmm. No. And like again testament to the writing like you get these moments of like hey like that was real right there um, it's a little it's a little sad that this is coming at uh at the point where bane is literally humping a a, a statue I, it, it's wild it's yeah. like the, the backdrop for all this is really crazy but yeah you're right it's yeah. it's it's also kind of it's also a testament to the writing yeah yeah um, that, so. that, that yeah you know get, get you a person who can do both the show can do both <laughs> <laughs> <For> <laughs> Um, yeah, so they, they save the day, Bane, Bane calms down, Betty shows up, and then takes off with Bane. Good for them. Yeah. And then Harley and Ivy, they, they talk it out, and it's, this is, like, legitimately a sweet moment. And, like, it, like, hands down, like, the best part of the episode, to me. Yeah. She reveals, like, what her number one Valentine's Day was. Because, like, she was like, oh, I don't want to hear about, like, your high school boyfriend, like, what he did, this or that. I, I get that. Like, I wouldn't want to hear that either. And and then Ivy reveals that her favorite Valentine's Day was when she was in Arkham, back when Harley um, was a doctor there, was the psychiatrist there. And she comes to visit Ivy. Right. In her cell. Right. And, like, Ivy's, like, at a very low point in her life. Like, she looks like trash. Like, she feels like trash. And Harley just comes and talks to her and, and like, like she recites the plot of Shrek two. Was it? I think so. Yeah. One of the Shrek movies. She like recites the plot to Ivy cause Ivy hasn't seen it. <laughs> and just like, like this, like dealt and brings her chocolate and just talks to her and like makes her feel seen. Yeah. And I, and I think that's kind of what we were saying before that. Like, that's what, that's what matters to Ivy the most. Just being recognized where she is as opposed to doing all these things that, may seem like she would want to do it. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I think we're probably going to have a moment where Ivy is going to have to understand that like Harley likes the big theatrical moments too. Right. So I, I'm sure that's going to be something that comes up later. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I, I think there'll be a payoff to this, to this yeah, later on, so to too. this pure chaos of an episode. Uh, then it ends with, with the final couple of interview. It's, it's Harley. And I, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, they, they, they end the, they end the episode, like not, nothing too crazy. Um, yeah. Fi- final, final thoughts or anything else to add? Yeah. I wish they just, I, I noticed when the, when I think we had originally thought season three ended that it ended with 10 episodes, the previous two seasons ended with 13. So mm-hmm. I, I was a little curious as to why season, why this season ended short and I'm wondering if they're going to be doing like a thing, uh, a <sighs> Valentine's Day special or maybe like an Easter special. Like, I wonder if they're like the last three episodes are like these individual specials 
Um, oh, interesting. I, I, I thought that was weird that they, like you said, I, you and I both thought this was coming out as a movie. It just turned out to be another episode. So mm. I'm thinking maybe that was intentional, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think there's a lot to do from, you know, a lot to go from here. I think my favorite part about Harley Quinn, uh, the Harley Quinn show in general, is just that they bring in these DC characters and make them caricatures. Uh, like you highlighted earlier, I didn't even catch that, like the 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 scene with Apocalypse and his wife, uh, which, by the way, is she a DC character or is she just a lady? She's she just like a random lady. Dark side? No, no, no. The, the lady he was with in the during his interview. Oh, that's supposed to be Melania Trump. Okay, so okay, so yeah, so that whole thing. I, I when you mentioned, I'm like, oh, that makes so much more sense. I didn't get the <laughs> reference that they're making. Um, I just like how they reference. I, I just like how they use the other DC characters. Yeah. I think that's probably the most fun thing about the Harley Quinn show. That like, you know, I, even Wonder Woman scene was hilarious. You know, the way they lure Wonder Woman out of the house. You know, they're like, yeah, men, some guys are, are uh, Harley says, oh, yeah, some guys broke into uh, into Amazon. She's like, there's no men allowed in there. She's like, I know. And they're like, why didn't you like the brazier? She's like, because they peed on it. And she's like, oh, of course. Like, I don't know. It's just funny. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think the way they use the, D- the DC license, I think it's pretty clever. It's pretty funny. So uh, overall, this was really wild and crazy, but it's fun. It's on it's on brand. <laughs> yeah I, I i agree uh in my notes my first thing is just wtf like i i this episode like it, it's way out there even for this show um <laughs> and like the, the title of the episode is a very problematic valentine's day special spot on they like yeah pretty much as far as dc probably, probably allegedly hypothetically don't sue us yeah but them. yeah i agree yeah and, I, I, and yeah yeah it, it's it, it's pure chaos it's fun it's funny, very uncomfortable. Um, well, I'm on board for the show. I, I I've loved it since season one. Yeah, I'm excited for the next season to come out sometime this year. Yeah. Um, and with that, let's get out of here. Let's do it. Uh, if you like what you heard, uh, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, all those other things. Thanks for listening. Give us some some likes, some comments. Catch you in the next one. The Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.